Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome. Once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur vegan cook. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent, digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day, all we do here is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want to engage with you and have you be part of the conversation. So find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Rizzle at Colt S. Taylor and catch up with everything that I'm doing at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. And my friends, I'm now on Cameo, so you can book me for personal messages or insults. I've, I've had some interesting ones. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday report. First up, my friends, we go to Cincinnati. Ah, uh, yes, Cincinnati, the home of that one show in the 70s with the radio station. But anyways, enough about, you know, old TV shows. I'm talking about drugs. Yes, drugs. Uh, apparently, a narcotic detector dog with the U.S. Customs and Border Protection found uh, cocaine, about almost $3 million of cocaine. Now, listen, <clears throat> dogs that find drugs, it's not unusual. That's what they're trained for. They get their treats. They can be a good boy and whatnot. But uh, where they found this cocaine was interesting. Uh, it was in breakfast cereal, and it was in a hall of frosted flakes uh, that was frosted with, uh, uh, I would say, something that would have a lot of return customers. I mean, you, you usually don't, uh, you usually don't get frosted flakes in blo- in blocks of kilos and whatnot. Uh, but anyways, they were uh, going around. Dog goes its usual patrol checking out shipments and whatnot, and, uh, you know, barked at this shipment of Frosted Flakes. They opened it up, like, okay, it's just cereal. But they're like, hmm, what were that powder is in there for? Turned out it was cocaine. Uh, it was a shipment of Frosted Cereal Flakes going from South America to Hong Kong, um, and um, they stopped it in Cincinnati. I don't know why food's going from South America to Cincinnati to Hong Kong. I guess it's part of some, you know, I guess that's how crime works. Uh, but but this is not the most unusual way they've attempted to uh, ship or, or, or smuggle drugs uh, through countries. Uh, some unusual ways denoted by the Customs and Border Patrol include um, inside a wig, a pair of fake buttockses, so someone's wearing a fake, fake butt and had drugs in there, uh, hollowed out pineapples, and then finally, uh, some drug meals were pretending to be nuns and hid under their their habits. No, not not their drug habits, but the thing that goes over nuns' uh, heads. They're called habits. I don't know why. But, uh, yep, Frosted Flakes, uh, that, that's really one way to get customer loyalty. Boy, I bet they're very addicting. But uh, tried to ship cocaine through Frosted Flakes, but Biko the drug dog, mm, you weren't fooling that four-legged friend. Not at all. Moving along in the world of illicit drugs, Emma Cornell was arrested uh, upon arrival at Dulles International Airport this week. Who is who is this lady? Well, she is the wife of El Chapo. 
uh, noted notorious cartel drug boss. Uh, she was arrested when she arrived in the United States today and uh, up on drug charges. Now, apparently, uh, from reading into this a wee bit more, uh, cooperation between Mexico and the United States have cooled Recently, uh, fairly a few months ago, a former defense official was arrested in Los Angeles, accused of being part of a drug cartel, but Mexico lobbied for that person's release, and they sent him back to Mexico. Uh, but she arrived today, well not today, but this week, and was arrested on drug charges. Uh, El Chapo, as you may remember, uh, is a famed, notorious cartel boss, uh, noted for escaping prison multiple times. Uh, one time, apparently, just sort of walking out, became somewhat of an anti-hero in uh, uh, Mexican culture uh, down there, and uh, this was his wife, and she, unlike him, unlike him, uh, El Chapo tried to stay out of the spotlight, as one would being a drug cartel boss. You, you don't really want to telegraph what, where you are and what's going on. Uh, but she has gravitated towards the uh, spotlight, launching a fashion line, has an Instagram feed, uh, you know, has, you know, sort of built upon the fame and whatnot. Um, she is uh, currently 31. She, they have, her and El Chapo have two nine-year-old twins, apparently. And uh, she met El Chapo when he was 51 and she was 17. Hmm. Apparently El Chapo, though, however, has many mistresses, as drug cartel bosses tend to do sometimes. But uh, she is currently arrested up on drug trafficking charges in Virginia. Uh, no word yet on what exactly this means between U.S. and uh, Mexico relations. Mexico likes to be given heads up when uh, people of no notable notoriety get arrested. Uh, apparently the president of Mexico visited El Chapo's elderly mother uh, briefly. Got a little criticism for that. Uh, she wanted a visa so she could visit her son in the United States, who is currently in jail, and uh, the Mexican president said he would work on that. So it's a very complicated, I guess you could say, relationship uh, with all that going on down there. And then, uh, in fact, even though that El Chapo is uh, in prison, his sons continue to apparently run his organization. Uh, in fact, uh, a few a few years ago, when was that? Several years ago, um, his son was uh, arrested in Mexico and the cartel put out a significant number of gunmen out onto the street, kind of took over a small city, uh, forcing the government to release him back into the wild <laughs> because uh, the bunch of uh, cartel gunmen took over city. Like, mm, we can't have that. So they decided to, you know, to quietly, quietly release him uh, to prevent further bloodshed. So, but anyways, this uh, lady who is 31 and worth more money than I can even imagine is arrested in Virginia on drug charges. Interesting to see what exactly uh, this, where this goes and what happens here. Next, folks, we go to Kanye West. Yes, your headquarters for all things Kanye West on AWSM Radio. Uh, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian... I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you, my friends, but they're getting a divorce. Yes, they're both to be back on the market. Uh, which one would you go on a date on? But uh, Kim Kardashian has officially filed for divorce. They are married in 2014, have four children together. Uh, they, uh, things have not been going well for the last few months uh, when Kanye West was uh, running for president uh, this year. As you may remember, things, uh, things got a little weird. 
things got a little weird, uh, a little weird with him, and apparently, apparently Kim Kardashian has had enough, uh, they're trying to have the divorce be as amicable as divorce can be, um, uh, Kanye West uh, suggested that he wanted a divorce in July after a bunch of uh, very odd tweets. Uh, afterwards, Kim Kardashian said uh, in a statement, quote, As you may, many, many knew, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I kindly ask the media and public give us the compassion and empathy that is needed so we can get through this. And apparently, uh, she has had enough. Um, I don't... As, uh, look, I don't know... Who is going to, like, benefit more from this? I feel like Kim Kardashian's going to come out on top here. Because Kanye West, kind of a weird dude. Kind of a weird dude. Uh, apparently, the weeks following up to this official filing, uh, there have been reports of uh, stuff being moved out, so to speak. Apparently, uh, Kanye West had 500 pairs of sneakers taken out of his house. That's 1,000 shoes. I don't even know what 1,000 shoes looks like. You, you could, With 1,000, with 500 pairs of shoes... You can wear a different pair of shoes every day of the week, every day of the year, and still have a half a year worth of shoes left over. Um, I understand like people collect sneakers. I just I don't understand why you would have a display of shoes they would never wear. But then again, I don't understand people collecting things as it is. So, uh, ladies, uh, Kanye's back on the market, fellas. Kim Kardashian, she's back on the market. You know, play it cool, play it cool, you 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 guys and gals. They probably need a friend, and you might just end up in another Kanye West video or have a cameo in Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Is that still a show? Is that a show? I don't know. I've never seen it. In other celebrity music news, Daft Punk. The Paris duo, popular for some very popular dance and pop songs, have split up after 28 years. Uh, you may know them as the uh, musicians that always wear robot masks. Uh, they might actually be robots. Hard to say. But they've broken up after 28 years. There has been no reason for their breakup, but, you know, 28 years are a pretty good... It's a pretty good run. Um, they uh, are known for their... Uh, some of their most famous songs is One More Time, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. Uh, they started to wear their sort of robot masks in 2001. So pre-2001, they didn't wear masks. But after that, that was their that was their shtick. And that was their branding. And I tell you what, it was awfully good branding. Uh, they made a cameo in the Tron movie as, of course musicians, and actually did the soundtrack for the entire movie, which is a very good soundtrack, if you ask me. I've, I've enjoyed their work. Uh, they announced their breakup in an eight-minute video, which I um, I have to say, I didn't watch the entire video, because it's eight minutes, and uh, it's a lot of them walking around in the desert and sort of staring at each other, and then one turns the switch on into one of them, and one of them walks away and then explodes, so... I don't know if there's symbolism there. Uh, I mean, it's a very well-produced video, but, you know, it's eight minutes long. It's, it's come on, guys. <laughs> but uh, they are now no more. Uh, no reason, like I said, for them um, uh, breaking up. Uh, they also helped uh, some other uh, artists with some music. Uh, they worked with uh, Nile Rogers, Pharrell Williams, 
Um, they also have worked with Kanye West again and The Weeknd. And, um, yeah, so, uh, so they are no more. They've broken up. The, um, who knows if they'll get back together? Who knows? I mean, they're robots. You can always put them back together, I guess. But uh, Daft Punk is now Daft Done. Uh, and they have officially broken up after 28 years together. I mean, hey, a lot of marriages don't even last that long. So congratulations, Daft Punk. I'll be listening to you later today. In more celebrity news, Emma Watson. Yes, Hermione Granger from Harry Potter. Uh, her name was flying around this week because there was a rumor that she had retired from acting. Yes, retired from acting. Well, her agent... Uh, shot down this rumor, uh, saying that although her social media accounts are dormant, her career is not. Uh, rumor has it she's taking a few steps back to spend more time with her fiancé. Yes, not Ron Weasley, but her fiancé, some guy named Leo. Uh, Emma Watson, as you know, not only, not only was in Harry Potter, but was in Beauty and the Beast and a whole slew of other movies and whatnot, uh, such as uh, The Circle. The last one she did was uh, with uh, Little Women. That was a very good movie as well. I mean, she's been acting since she's been 10 years old, so she has quite... A career. She's worth apparently $80 million, so she doesn't need to work. She's got plenty, plenty of money. And apparently, and I did not know this, but she is, I guess, from what I've read, very much involved in the whole legalized cannabis industry in, in California, got involved with that, and is, you know, it's ha making a nice living. Uh, doing that and got, got on the ground floor of that. Very impressive. Uh, but uh, lots of folks were uh, sad to hear that she could possibly be retiring, uh, saying that they, didn't, they did not appreciate her acting as much as they should have. But like I said, her agent shot down the rumors saying, nope, she's just taking a step back. Spending some more time with her, uh, with her, with her boo, her rumored fiance, Leo Robinson, and uh, we'll be back sometime soon. But there are no active projects going on with Miss Emma Watson. So when I heard that she was retiring, I was shocked to be honest with you. Like, oh my goodness, Emma Watson, she's very good. But hey, listen, if I was worth eighty million dollars, if I had been working since I was ten years old, I uh, I would probably want a break. I want to take take a little bit of a break and then you know pop back up. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure she will be back. I'm sure she'll be back. She has a she deserves a break. It's COVID nineteen. Why tromp across the world to film movies when you can just lay back, sit on your pile of money, and sort of just wait things to clear up and then find a project that you like. So hey, Emma, I'm sure you're a listener. Miss Watson, can I call you Emma? I don't call you Emma. Take as much time as you need, my friend, and enjoy life. Enjoy life. Uh, the final celebrity story today, my friends, unless I come back to the subject, uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, uh, who you may know as a great singer and artist and sang at the uh, inauguration uh, earlier this year. Well, her dogs have been kidnapped. Uh, and you may not have heard this, but uh, her, prof her professional dog walker, uh, a, a gentleman named Ryan Fisher was walking her dogs this week when, I guess, p folks popped out of a BMW, shot him four times, and kidnapped two of the three dogs that he was walking and uh, drove off drove off with him with, with these French bulldogs. Um, Lady Gaga is very attached to these dogs. She has offered a $500,000 
uh, reward for their return. Uh, Ryan Fisher is in grave condition at the hospital. I mean, he's been shot four times. He, he, it, it's pretty serious. Uh, has He has not uh, passed away, but he is in very serious condition. Police got him some just in time to get him to the hospital. And... Um, there, this is a weird story. This is a weird one. I mean, you generally don't see people pop out of BMWs, kidnap French bulldogs, shoot the dog walker, and drive off. Uh, apparently, the FBI is poking around in this, thinking that it could be politically motivated, since she's saying at the inauguration. Um, these bulldogs are, I mean, these are French bulldogs, and they can go for $10,000 each. Um, so there could be some money involved with this. Uh, but apparently uh, Ryan Fisher, this person who moved from New York to L.A. to specifically care for Lady Gaga's uh, dogs. He's like a professional dog walker and dog dog caretaker. I mean, if you have that kind of money, you hire someone to take care of your dogs while you're out and about. Um, but uh, this was his profession. Uh, friends say he would uh, literally lay down his life to care for these dogs. He's a very much dog person. And uh, apparently, though, he was wrapping up his gig with her. Uh, he was going to retire from the dog the dog walking, dog carrying business and pursue his art uh, in the next few months. So it's a very, very weird, very sad story. I certainly hope he makes a full recovery and whatnot. Um, but uh, this still has not been resolved. Uh, these dogs have not been returned. I haven't seen any stories about the clues about what's going on. Uh, like I said, he was walking three dogs. Uh, they took two. One got away, was found later. And uh, Lady Gaga is putting out $500,000 for their return. Um, she said, you know, please, just please return my dogs. No questions asked. Um, I'm sure the police would probably want a few questions about with them. But uh, this is a strange one. This could be, just be a random act of dog napping or there could be something more into it. So I'll be following this. Uh, I'll, I'll keep this, this. This this story is tagged, highlighted for me. See what happens here. Uh, I certainly hope the dogs are returned and the folks that shot Ryan uh, Fisher get arrested and charged and whatnot. Uh, that's, I mean, you shouldn't shoot people over dogs. That's crazy. Um, but uh, that's a weird one. That's a weird celebrity news. You know, don't know whether this was, they're hoping to get her and they hope that's the dogs. Dogs on purpose, or just like, hey, those are French bulldogs. I get twenty thousand dollars for them. Let's. I'm sure that guy won't put up a fight. But uh, yeah, yeah, this is this is a really, really weird celebrity story with missing dogs, a half a million dollar reward. So I will give you updates as they come in next week, if if there's any updates. But uh, hopefully, everyone involved in here uh, will have a have a positive outcome. Speaking of positive outcomes, my friends, today is Saturday. You're listening to me. Last night, I can only assume. In fact, I I hope to Odin himself that you are listening to DC live in effect right here at AWSM Radio. Uh, DC is our in-house DJ mixing it up not only on Fridays at 9 p.m., but also Sundays. Sundays at 10 p.m., he, you know, Fridays at 9, Sundays at 10. It's pretty easy to remember. You do not want to miss out while he smashes it on the ones and twos, kicking it, kicking it, kicking the beats from his South Florida compound. I mean, he doesn't have dog walkers. He has a, a, a slew, a slew of people just walking records around to him and whatnot. He is, listen, there's, there's, there's class, there's fame, and there's DC, my pal. 
He's the best. And you should be listening to him right here on AWSM Radio, Fridays at 9 p.m. and Sundays at 10 p.m. D.C., live in effect. We now go from Florida to Mars, the red planet where NASA successfully landed uh, a, a new probe there, Perseverance. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it is a pretty amazing. You, you may not have heard, of the, heard this, but um, they, actually, they launched this probe. Uh, it parachuted down onto the planet, and then it gently lowered this car-sized rover with a um, with a you know the the probe shot rockets and slowly lowered it down using parachutes and rockets. So it did slam to the ground and then it took off, and then you know the the probe sort of crashed off the side and landed this amazing this amazing probe to sort of roll around on Mars, take samples and pictures. Some of the best uh, high high resolution pictures you've ever seen there, and and my friends. There's a microphone. So prepare to hear the first sounds from Mars. You here here it is. Here we go. That's it. I mean obviously it's like there's there's a band playing there or anything like that. But uh yeah, they caught a wind gust, they heard some wind, the the sound of the rover sort of just moving along there. Uh plan to do some pretty amazing things up there, do some chemistry testing. Uh the cameras that can analyze rocks up to twenty feet away. There's a lot of really amazing engineering that's been put into this probe and uh they successfully landed it on Mars. I mean if you can just imagine, I mean, a lot of these probes have uh, landed in the past. They Sometimes they crash. Uh, sometimes the parachutes don't deploy or they land too hard and they fall over. And then they've just wasted millions of dollars and years of time. But this probe sent from Earth parachuted in and then used rockets to slowly lower this car-sized probe onto the planet. Uh, doesn't look like much, if anything, was damaged because, you know, it's... Not easy doing it, but uh, prepare yourselves, friends, for a whole, whole lot more uh, photos and sounds from Mars, from this probe. Uh, they plan to do a lot of science with it, so it's very, very interesting, very, very amazing. And uh, I think there's over 20 different cameras on this probe that will do all sorts of things, all packed into this little package, which is just, just blows, blows my mind. Blows my mind. So, anyways, uh, I'll be I'll be bringing you more news from Mars, uh, from the per- Perseverance space mission uh, from NASA. From Mars, we come back to Earth, but still talking about space. Uh, there was a UFO sighting recently, um, and authorities still do not quite have an exclamation. Ex- uh, explanation about what exactly went on. Uh, it's happened uh, late, late, late last week, um, where a plane, uh, American Airlines Flight two two nine two from Cincinnati, was coming into Phoenix, and around one nineteen Central Standard Time, they saw a long, cylindrical cruise missile looking object that flew over them. Real fast, real, real fast. Uh, and uh, they're not quite sure what it was, but it startled them to the point where they felt they had to call it in. Uh, they asked if there's anything else up there. The FAA had nothing on the radar, but both pilots saw something. 
and uh, no reason to think that they didn't. Uh, they checked with the local Air Force base that maybe they were testing a cruise missile that had gone haywire and gone off in the wrong direction, which, you know, has happened around the world where airliner was uh, actually this happened uh, maybe a decade ago over the Mediterranean Sea where an airliner was accidentally hit by a cruise missile that had flown outside of a test range and didn't self-destruct just kept going and connected with the plane uh but the air force said that we not only do we not test we're not testing anything we would never test anything in that area um so they saw something and they're not sure what it was wasn't a plane air force said well no one that's not our stuff so it is literally an unidentified flying object, technically a UFO. Uh, American Airlines. Now, we would not know about this. However, a blogger uh, recorded the transmission uh, by chance, just by chance. He was uh, trying to record uh, the, you may have heard previously that, um, uh, earlier this week, that a airliner out of Denver, uh, the engine kind of went, blew up and fragments showered all over a neighborhood, which, Side note, you should look up, there's, there's like footage from a, from a door camera, like those, those, uh, doorbell cameras where just, it's a quiet street and then you hear like things hitting trees and then this big piece of airplane part slams in the street, bounces up and like just rolls around like out of nowhere. Pretty crazy stuff. Anyways, that guy was trying to record the airline transmission of the Mayday call, like our engine blew up, we're coming back and just caught this just caught this transmission by chance, and uh, uh, people don't know what it was. As you may remember from a previous story, there's some guy in a jetpack zooming around uh, Los Angeles. This is not a jetpack guy. This was something they, they, would, they would see a guy in a jetpack up up there that high, but uh, it's something flying around. Strange times. Strange times we live in. So uh, I don't know if we will have an update on this. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'll be paying attention to, to quote the pilot. Uh, he said, uh, I hate, I hate to say this. It looked like a long cynical object that almost looked like a cruise missile type thing moving really fast. It went right over the top of us. Whew. That is some crazy stuff. So, uh, you're flying, which if you're not vaccinated, I don't know why you'd be flying. Uh, maybe the truth is out there. In other air news, the wreckage of TWA Flight 800 is going to be destroyed after 25 years after its crash. Uh, as you may remem remember, TWA uh, Flight 800 uh, exploded about 12 minutes after takeoff um, and was quite quite a mystery for, for quite a while of what exactly happened there. Um, some thought it was terrorism. Some thought uh, it was a bomb on board. Some people thought that someone had launched a missile uh, from a, a boat off the coast. Some thought it was a military shoot-down accident. Uh, it turned out to be faulty wiring that ignited ignited uh, some fumes in the gas tank, uh, but it was uh, one of the most expensive, most expensive investigations of all time. It lasted four years uh, and cost $40 million. It had left JFK International Airport 
In July 1996, they head for Paris and uh, exploded the 747, killing all 230 people on board. A lot. There were a lot of conspiracy theories around uh, this uh, plane disaster uh, and was for many years before 9-11 one of the big sort of mysteries and air disasters that were here in the United States. Uh, but uh, like I said, it took, took them four years to figure out what's going on. But uh, the wreckage, the wreckage of it, uh, pieces were f- washing up on shore for many weeks. Uh, they are pulling wreckage out of the ocean, and they were they basically pieced together a lot of the airplane to try to figure out what had happened. And they examined different parts and whatnot. And they've kept the wreckage in a warehouse uh, for the last 25 years as a training tool to air air uh, disaster air crash uh, investigators to show you what to, what to look for, what to see, and they're using it as a training tool. Uh, but with the advances in technology, they've done a complete 3D scan of the wreckage of TW-8, uh, TWA Flight 800. Uh, so for historical purposes, they'll be able to still use this for training purposes so they don't actually... You know, they don't actually need this large wreckage of the 747 anymore. And so they are now uh, destroying it. Uh, they had promised the families that the wreckage would never be displayed in a museum or anything like that. Um, so they are going, now that they have scanned it and pieced it back together, well, they pieced it back, a lot of it back together, and now that they've scanned all the pieces to use for further training, they will be uh, destroying the wreckage and uh, getting rid of it so no one can... Uh, no one can see it again. Uh, apparently, the one of the big reasons why they're decommissioning it, uh, not only technology, but they've had to rent out a 30,000-square-foot warehouse to keep it there. It's not like you just don't keep an airframe just anywhere. The lease is running out, and they decided to, uh, they decided to you know get rid of it, cut some costs. They scanned everything, and they don't need to keep this anymore. Um, so, uh, but it's pretty sad because one, it's, it, I remember this, uh, when, um, when this, when this happened, uh, whatnot, and, uh, it was a big, big news story, and actually I went to college with somebody who came from a town where the, I believe it was like uh, the French club or a trip to Paris where several, uh, a dozen or two dozen parents and students were all going to Paris for this high school trip and they were on the plane and obviously, you know, they never came back. So it was a very devastating uh, incident in that town that still has some pretty strong feelings there today. Uh, I know I know this person very well and they talk about how it uh, impacted them and this person talks about grief and tragedy and tries to help other people. And uh, yeah, so uh, anyways, this wreckage will be disposed of. Um, they, um, you actually could visit this, actually. They, they do give tours of the training facility, but they had a strict no photo rule. You cannot take photos of the wreckage or anything like that. You had to hand over your phones and whatnot because they were very, very sensitive about any footage or videos of this wreckage getting out there after so many years. So, uh, wanted to um, wanted to d- denote that because it's a very important thing, and I'm glad that the NTSB are honoring their agreement with the families to dispose of it. Uh, so that uh, it's not, you know, people don't get, like, souvenirs or anything like that, won't be displayed in any museum. And then, now that we're done with it, it will be finally destroyed, and hopefully the further further closure, people all affected by this tragedy, uh, they'll, they'll get that closure.
Moving along to business, my friends, Ikea. Ikea, the Swedish furniture store, has printed its very last paper catalog. They announced last year they'd be discontinuing their paper catalog because of cost and that lots of people just sort of, uh, just sort of do stuff online now, so there's now a whole lot of use for paper catalogs, so they decided to end it after after many, 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 many years, 70 years, after 70 years of paper catalogs, um, they are, uh, they're ending it. Now, Ikea is ending paper catalogs, but um, other printed catalogs are still going, why not? There is a sort of, you know, a, a not like a culture, but there's folks that really dig the paper catalogs, and some catalog companies are very flourishing in this time. But IKEA has decided to be done with it. And my friends, if you got some money to spare, you can have your very own last IKEA catalog. There are they're on eBay right now, um, in perfect unread condition, stored in an acid free magazine project, uh, protector. Um, you can get it for $17, um, and, and it can be yours. Now, uh, if you are a IKEA catalog collector, and yes, there are those who are, um, you could get one from 1974 printed in Swedish for a cool $550. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't know why you would have that. But, hey, you know what? I don't know why Kanye West has 500 shoes. Some people like shoes. Some people like IKEA catalogs. But, um, no, Ikea is still plugging right along. They're still a healthy business. And, but they are done doing their printed catalogs. Fun fact, friends. Fun fact, friends. I used to work for a catalog company. Uh, oh, gosh. I guess it's almost five years now before they, they kind of went belly up. They, they did not... They did not sort of embrace the internet age and whatnot, but I used to work for a catalog company, had a warehouse full of as-seen-on-TV items. In fact, if you pop to cultsebastiantaylor.com, you might see some old YouTube videos of me demonstrating a variety of different products. Uh, boy, it was a lot of fun working there. But uh, anyways, uh, anyways, anyways, Ikea, no more paper catalogs. You'll have to do all your shopping online now, which, if, if you want to be honest, that's pretty much the way the majority of people shop anyways. Moving along, but still in business, Zillow. Zillow is a very popular real estate website where you can look up the price of homes and sort of buy or sell homes. Well, they have a tool on there called a Zestimate, like estimate with a, but with a, but with a Z on it, Zestimate. And now they're using their well-known tool to make cash offers, cash offers on Homes. Uh, they're very confident about this tool. Uh, they've uh, they use a, a variety of public records and artificial intelligence to come up with the price, and they're it's improved over the years. And right now, their error rate is less than two percent of a price of a house. So they're pretty spot on with this uh, with this tool. And uh, now they're making cash offers on houses just based on this tool. So if you are a homeowner, you can go to Zillow. You can put in your address and look to see what the value of your house is and how it's changed over time. And chances are it's within a 2% accuracy on there. Uh, the One of the big, big shots there said on Twitter, we are now a small but important step closer realizing the big, hairy, audacious goal the bag we set 15 years ago of putting a real price on every rooftop, enabling home shoppers to magically 
fly over those neighborhoods and see those prices. Uh, Zillow launched its Zestimate in 2006. Uh, it got sued, actually, in 2017 by a bunch of homeowners in Illinois saying that the Zestimate tool was inaccurate and difficult to update and just undervalued their houses, making it hard for them to sell. But a federal court sided with Zillow saying, oh, you know what, it's, uh, it's actually pretty accurate. So um, pretty pretty amazing stuff. I'm on Zillow every now and again. You can you can see how much the house across the street is worth. You can see how much house is your yours is worth. Your your house is worth, and uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing tool. I'm pretty I'm honestly pretty impressed with it. You should really check it out. But uh, if you live in 20 markets, uh, they're slowly rolling this out. If your house has gone up in significant amount of value, uh, you get a cash offer about it, and then you sell your house. As easy it is to buy something on Amazon. I think they want to become like the Amazon of real estate where you can just buy and sell things at will, which is pretty amazing, pretty amazing. So check it out. Uh, I play around with it. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's a good way to waste t- 20 minutes. But uh, Zillow, Zillow, once again, Zillow is making cash offer on houses using their Zestimate tool, which is uh, apparently very, very accurate. You know what is invaluable, my friends? Your time. But your time is well spent Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. listening to The Rock Sessions, hosted by my good friend Rocks. It is a drive-time show, and it's going to make sure that your evening commute home is fun. How, you ask? I'll tell you. It features the hottest music on the charts, as well as some other surprises in between. Uh, She will make it rock, rock style. I mean, listen. She's the best. She's the greatest. You need to listen to her right here in AWSM Radio. Tell tell her that Colt Sebastian Taylor sent you. Uh, if if she gets that enough, she'll tell me to stop saying that, and that'll be real, real funny to me. So listen to my friend Rocks during the Rock Sessions once again, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., right here on AWSM Radio. Finally this week, folks, I'm going to talk about the flu and uh, how it's not not really popping up much this year. Uh, scientists and doctors have reported record, record low flu cases this year. Um, why? Is it black helicopters? Is it all conspiracy? No, just turns out that if you're taking uh, precautions to not get COVID-19 by wearing a mask and wearing gloves and washing your hands, you know, things that prevent this highly infectious disease from infecting you, it also stops uh, less infectious things like the flu from getting it also. So because of people being a lot more mindful about their hygiene, it has also knocked down the flu. But don't worry, I'm sure it will be back next year. It's just taking the season off. But scientists do note that they don't understand the mechanics exactly. They think it's because people are no mask and washing hands. But when uh, epidemics pop up around the world, Minor things like the flu and the common cold kind kind of vanish from the landscape, kind of get pushed pushed to the side a bit, and um, they're studying it. It's a very interesting phenomenon. But uh, if you haven't gotten the flu this year, eh, you're 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 amongst friends because flu cases are way down because everyone's wearing a mask and washing their hands. So maybe after COVID nineteen, maybe we keep doing that so we have less flu every year. Just a thought. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up this week's Saturday Report with me, Cole, Sebastian, Taylor. I had so much news today. I even get the Tiger Woods being having a car accident. 
but I'm sure you're well aware of that. But anyways, thank you. Thank you for joining me here today. And remember, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzle, on the Instagram, and now even on Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. So please, feel free to engage with me there. Let me know if there's stories I should be covering, something that I missed, or something that I just don't understand and said wrong. Love to hear from all my fans around the world. And of course, if you haven't already, and if, if you haven't already, you're a fool, uh, go to ColtSebastianTaylor.com and keep up to date with all the things I'm doing throughout the week, the month, year, etc. And, uh, yeah. Alright. Until next week, my friends, I am, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.